I am so sick of the media dictating the terms of the narrative in this country. I'm so sick of having to be apologetic for who I am. I'm so sick of people in middle America being called a flyover country or slope-headed conservative teabaggers. And it's going to be teabagging day. It's hard to talk when you're teabagging. <laughs> it's so funny because the teabaggers, the one thing they hate is when you call them racist. If racism is not the whole of the Tea Party, it is in its heart. The hatred that is Timothy McVeigh, that he had. There are plenty of people like that right now. Lots of I think you get the general tenor of this. It's anti-government since this is highly promoted by the right-wing conservative network Fox. The left pits people against each other. Divide and conquer is the strategy. I don't want to live in that world. It is the exact opposite of E Pluribus Uno. He said you were racist. 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 He said he was 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 racist. And the Tea Party movement and Sarah Palin and Michelle Bachman and Alan West and and all the all the people that have gone out there against the mainstream media and said, you're going to call us racist. You're going to call us potential Timothy McVeigh's. Fuck you. War. Good morning. Good morning and welcome to Road Warrior Radio. You're tuned in live this Thursday, May 4th, 2023 on the one and only Republic Broadcasting Network. And as always, thanks for coming along for the ride. A wild and dystopic ride it is, to be sure. I am your host, Chris Hinckley, and let's get this party started, shall we? It's been a spell, but not that kind of spell. So where do we begin? Where do we begin? Um... I was looking at an employment form, and uh, I thought it was interesting. It said, um, <clears throat> you know, you provide your information, and it had a section for gender. It said sex. I don't really think that's the word that should be used, uh, but gender, and it said male, female, or other, and I thought, I would never, well, actually, as I thought about it, maybe maybe I would want uh, male, female, and other on a, an employment form because if you're confused about your gender, then who knows what kind of uh, work you can be relied on or counted upon to complete. Good luck with that I don't think it's going to work out real well speaking of work um, manual labor is not a bad thing um, I don't agree with John Hagee on about a lot of things but I do agree that uh, what is it manual labor is not a a Mexican immigrant I think is how he puts it something like that but uh, if you have if you have to clean, for example, uh, nothing beats a squeegee. When it comes to glass, nothing beats a squeegee. You just can't beat it. Anybody who tells you otherwise has either not tried it or is afraid to use one. And also, speaking of manual labor and cleaning and fun things like that, nothing beats. A good old feather duster. But we don't hear about those kinds of things because you can't patent feathers. At least not yet. Not that I'm aware of. So nothing beats a squeegee on glass and nothing beats a good old feather duster. And um, when it comes to elections, it's another election cycle. 
There's some interesting things going on there. I noticed that Vivek Ramaswamy's Twitter account follows Bobby Kennedy Jr., Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, so that's interesting. I think that would be the perfect ticket, quite frankly. Those two together? That would be interesting, wouldn't it? So when it comes to elections, uh, nothing beats Exodus 1821. You shall select out of the people, out of all the people, able men. I'm pretty sure they're not confused. Uh, in fact, Vivek Ramaswamy has been outspoken and said that, you know, if you're confused, that's a sign of mental illness and we should care enough for those people to get them help, not send them to, uh, you know, perform strip teases for children at libraries. You shall select out of all the people able men who fear God, men of truth, those who hate dishonest gain, and you shall place these over them as leaders. So, <clears throat> uh, I can't speak for the men who fear God aspect but I would say that uh, when it comes to the truth and hating dishonest gain I think that uh, both of those gentlemen check the boxes as they say it seems to me I don't think that either one of them are for sale maybe maybe we all have a price maybe they do but I don't think so and, you know, there are issues, but every political candidate has issues. And I think it's interesting that we're not hearing more about these guys. Instead, there is a an addiction to, it seems to me anyway, there's an addiction to the uh, histrionic agitprop, you know, the provocateur crowd you know um, well as an example of the opposite of what I'm talking about Let's see if I can find you a good example By the way, the ATF is, uh, I don't understand this, ATF HQ on Twitter, on May 4th, ATF reminds everyone not to lie and buy a firearm stating the gun is for you when it is for someone else. I feel like this is a form of gaslighting. You don't do that. No, who does that? Nobody does that. It's called straw purchasing and could land you in jail for years. For more information, go to don'tlie.org. Really? Don't lie for the other guy. Star Wars Day, which is a weird... Why is that part of Star Wars Day? I don't understand at all. So, I have no idea what that means. I don't. I don't understand what... Straw purchasing has to do with Star Wars. And, you know, furthermore, you kids won't remember this, but um, there was a time in this society when public schools taught gun safety, firearm safety, and you could buy just about anything in a Sears catalog, including shotguns and all kinds of other fun firearms. So... There, There is a reason that the ATF wants to know and the FBI wants to know what what firearms you're purchasing and, and for whom and, and how many and all of that. And it reminds me of the uh, Bible story of um, the Israelites. And 
the conquered by the Philistines, basically. The Philistines said, "Hey, if you if you need anything sharpened, just let us know." In First Samuel thirteen, I think it is, there were no blacksmiths in Israel. But the Philistines were like, "Guys, if you need anything sharpened, just let us know." Why do you suppose that is? <laughs> but we're we're too cosmopolitan for that in America today, aren't we? Forgetting the lessons of history. And actually, let's let's look at that real fast, shall we? On Star Wars Day. Uh, for Samuel... Nineteen through twenty-three. Now, no blacksmith could be found in all the land of Israel, for the Philistines said, "Otherwise, the Hebrews will make swords or spears." There you go. So all Israel went down to the Philistines, each to sharpen his plowshare, his mattock, his axe, and his hoe. The charge was two thirds of a shekel for plowshare for the plowshares and the mattocks, the forks, and the axes to fix the hose. So it came about on the day of battle that neither sword nor spear was found in the hands of any of the people who were uh, with Saul and Jonathan. But they were found with Saul and his son Jonathan and the garrison of the Philistines went out to the pass of Michmash. So no weapons. And... Similarly, it's interesting today in America that in the effort to gentrify the entire country, we are left with no food. Really, I would say no food, not just no locally grown food. The things that are finding their way into the supermarkets. And have you noticed that the supermarkets, the shelves, there seems to be an effort to rearrange the shelving in the supermarkets to make them look not quite as sparse and bare. It's a very interesting thing. I'm pretty sure it's not because we're still social distancing, unsocial distancing. Another weird thing that's been introduced in the last three years or so. So there are some folks who, despite these kinds of shenanigans... You know, and the rumor is back in the 70s, Henry Kissinger said that something to the effect of that's the rumor anyway. It's a rumor, but funny how things have worked out over the years. I mean, since and Reuters actually did a fact check on this. Of course, Reuters is going to say it's false. Did Henry Kissinger actually say Control food and you control the people. Control oil and you control nations. Control food and you control the people. Did he really say that? Well, I mean, Mr. NSSM 200, Mr. War Criminal, uh, how, why would he ever say that? You know, Mr. New World Order. The Malthusian dreamer himself, why would he say a thing like that? So, it's interesting how things have worked out. You know, in the planned society for the last, let's say, 80 years at least, more like 100, we've seen since the 1940s that the United States government is actually since the... Uh, the AAA, the Agricultural Adjustment Act, uh, we've seen the effort to um, dissuade farmers from farming. 
And I don't know about you, but in my lifetime, I have watched families who were families of generational farming sell off hundreds of acres of land. You know, through real estate booms, for example, thinking that was some kind of a good thing and turns out maybe it wasn't such a good thing. It takes about 20 or 30 years, but eventually um, the effects are known. And where is the food going to come from if we keep doing that throughout the country? Some people are getting this figured out. Some people are actually farming in their backyard. I think it'd be a great society. Can you imagine? You want to talk about the great society. We all get to work and we're not concerned about all of the shenanigans. We're not addicted to the agitprop. And um, we grow food uh, in our own backyard. I don't know about you. That sounds like a great – that sounds like the great society to me. I think we could do worse, that's for sure. But, you know, then we wouldn't have anything to complain about. Here's a thought, another sort of interesting thought. Do the folks who are conscripted to provocateurism, do you suppose they own property? How many how many of the uh, boots on the ground, shall we say, um, the folks in the trenches, not the intellectual spark, obviously. That's a whole different discussion, you know. Um, was it Vivek Ramaswamy who touched on that recently? Somebody mentioned the fact that Black Lives Matter uh, seems to be a slush fund for some people, which is a subject that's been discussed widely. Not that, but the boots on the ground, folks carrying signs. How many? How many of those do you suppose are property owners? I I would hazard a guess that it's very few so what uh, examples of what I'm talking about that is not agitprop Bobby Kennedy Jr. Uh, his Twitter account posting is is it possible to be pro America uh, excuse me pro-immigration and pro-closing the border yes America shouldn't be a haven of freedom and pros- excuse me America should be a freedom of uh America should be a haven of freedom and prosperity, open to law-abiding immigrants who will contribute to our society. However, immigration must proceed in an orderly, lawful manner. Right now, we have chaos at the border, human trafficking, criminality, intolerable stress on our border states like Texas. It is a humanitarian nightmare. But you have to understand it's the humanitarian with the guillotine that wants to create that. And uh, that's what's happening. I mean, we we create these problems. It's not you and I. However, there is an aspect that we probably should be honest with ourselves about where we may tacitly condone this kind of stuff, you know, turning a blind eye to things like the School of the Americas, speaking of things that happen south of the border, and the Gladio contingent that never goes away. It's not Operation Fast and Furious. It's Gladio. It never goes away. So if it did, gosh, that would change everything, wouldn't it? Stick around. We'll be right back.
I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pastures meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pastures meats, and even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasteurized meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised, where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free-range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. But I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Welcome back. So here's, let's see, is there another example, Bobby Kennedy Jr., the most crucial aspect, you know, speaking of this border issue, I mean, he's been, Bobby Kennedy Jr. has been outspoken about this, Vivek Ramaswamy, what did he say? 
your first act coming to America can't be an illegal one. That's pretty straightforward. However, speaking of this issue, again, not the not fomenting the provocateur uh, aspect of things. Someone's confused. Donald Trump and Robert Kennedy Jr. represent the people. Yeah. I don't know if I agree. I don't think so. I think you have competing interests represented there, but I digress. So, but Bobby Kennedy Jr. and um, Vivek Ramaswamy have spoken out on this. Bobby Kennedy Jr. obviously has more of a political pedigree, shall we say. I still think the Kennedy family is what we might call American royalty. And uh, so, you know, for better or worse, that's my opinion. Especially because of what we've seen from the 60s coming forward. And uh, anyway, there's more on that, but not, not now. So... Speaking of what I was talking about, you know, the, the, you know, whether it's the School of the Americas or um, Gary Webb's research and the Dark Alliance or MENA Arkansas or Iran-Contra, um, and, you know, for that matter, I don't think that the shocking revelations of uh, Jeffrey Epstein were an accident. But, you know, again, that I think that's maybe a tangent. So, speaking of all of this, Bobby Kennedy Jr., his Twitter account also posted, the most crucial aspect of the immigration crisis is rarely discussed. What is that? Why are so many people so desperate in the first place to leave their homes and countries behind for an uncertain future? The answer is uncomfortable. What does he mean, the answer is uncomfortable? I think you have to really sort of read between the lines a little bit. In large part, it is U.S. policies that create desperate conditions south of the border. The war on drugs is one. U.S.-funded dictators, juntas, paramilitaries, and death squads, again, School of the Americas, Iran-Contra. I mean, you can start there, do a little bit of homework and realize, you know, and then, you know, obviously Operation Gladio, not Fast and Furious. That is a small, that's like a snowflake on the tip of the iceberg that is the Gladio contingent. And I think that's why... When you start scratching at that, I think that's why that gets people like Cheryl Atkinson, you know, put out to pasture, basically. Good, hard-hitting investigative journalism is not wanted here. So the answer is uncomfortable. In large part, it is U.S. policies that create desperate conditions south of the border. The war on drugs is one. U.S.-funded dictators, juntas, paramilitaries, and death squads – and not just funded, by the way. But again, different story. Neoliberal extraction of resources, that is, again, not just neoliberal. That's the, that's the, you know, that's what bankers do. That's the cliche. Give a man a gun, he can rob a bank. Give a man a bank, he can, you know, steal the world. And that's what happens. The, what is it? The Reconstruction Bank is the one that says... I think that's the uh, the third world bank that says, you know what, you just give us your natural resources and we will let you participate in the credit monopoly. Oh, your society, your your uh, country can't survive uh, on a debt uh, on a debt based economy. Oh, that's too bad. We'll just have to keep your natural resources, but that's okay. It's the Dewey Oxberger effect, as I call it. Stick around, we'll be right back. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. 
My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Extendivite is more than just a heart tonic. Most basic diseases are caused by yeast in the gut and metals in the liver, and we all have a bit of both. The garlic in Extendivite has a yeast-killing effect in the gut while also helping the sulfur enzyme in the liver get rid of the metals. Extendivite just may improve your overall health. Products like Extendivite are the only way we are going to get our society healthy. And if you're waiting for the government and pharmaceutical care to solve your health problems, you're going to have a long, disappointing wait, I think. Extendivite is a complete formula for extended life in the new millennium. 80 can be the new 60. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new ease-off drop and lift? What in the world is an ease-off drop and lift? Our ease-off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the ease-off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my ease-off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com. And hurry, because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. Ease off, LLC, Is that like the kingdom of, kingdom of heaven suffers violence and violent men take it by force? I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe this all sort of I think leans in the direction. I mean, if you're if you're picking up what I'm laying down, so to speak, uh, this leans in the direction that some folks are agent provocateurs, whether they want to be or not, which. 
hints at a, a an understanding and manipulation of the forces Hayek describes in The Road to Serfdom. I am not going to name names, but let me just say, before the 2016 election, I talked about this quite a bit. And I was nervous that there was a there was an individual, one in particular, who seemed very cunning and masterful in his use of these kinds of techniques. And I think we saw it. I think we've seen it ever since. And too many people are all too willing to fall into the what I think. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is is referring to as well and what he calls the binary conflict. What Nikki Rapano would call the dialectic. So, uh, I said, you know, the moment... I think it was uh, the last live broadcast we did, actually, on the 27th of April. Um, Last live Road Warrior radio broadcast that I said the moment has arrived to really dive into this Hayek's Road to Serfdom Chapter 10, Why the Worst Get on Top subject. People don't realize it. Maybe it seems counterintuitive, but when you really understand how these mechanics how these forces work it seems very logical it makes perfect sense because it's it's another one of those addictions that sort of feeds on itself we have to do something about this and each round of you know iterative round of we have to do something about this lends itself to the unscrupulous uh enterprising opportunistic person for better or worse and that's what Hayek wrote just as a democratic statesman who sets out to plan economic life will soon be confronted with the alternative of either assuming dictatorial powers or abandoning his plans so the totalitarian dictator would soon have to choose between disregard of ordinary morals and failure what's he going to choose what's the there are you know there's one guy in particular I think his even his most ardent supporters would have to concede <laughs> failure is not an option for that guy. What do you do when you're faced with the choice between disregard of ordinary morals and failure? For this guy, failure is not an option. And then Hayek writes, it is for this reason that the unscrupulous and uninhibited are likely to be more successful in a society tending toward totalitarianism. And then there's, you know, the other guy in the last election, you know, there's the guy that, uh, like, you know, even before day one, it's as though the World Economic Forum had penetrated the cabinet of Biden. I don't think he needed to add that the United States, you know, the White House cabinet was penetrated. It's pretty it was it was obvious on day 1 when everything that was rolled out was lifted essentially from the the book The Great Reset. And all of the talking points that had come from the World Economic Forum, it was pretty obvious. And all of the other ridiculous nonsense. Anyway, to finish, Bobby Kennedy, the uh, the post, that's what I'm going to call it. It's a post on Twitter by his account. Just to read the whole thing for posterity's sake. The most crucial aspect of the immigration crisis is rarely discussed. And again, this you can unpack this in a variety of directions. If you really, I mean, there are countless books that have been written on this. You know, um, again, Gary Webb, uh, Jonathan Quitney, 
William Bloom, Peter Dale Scott, uh, James Perloff, and countless others have written books specifically about this. And there are, you know, all of the, you know, the 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 John Stockwells and the and the Ralph McGahees and folks like that who have a sort of inside firsthand knowledge of it, you know, the um, Fletcher Proudies. Countless books have been written on this, but how many of us are familiar? So just to put this out in its entirety, the most crucial aspect, Bobby Kennedy Jr.'s Twitter account posting yesterday, the most crucial aspect of the immigration crisis is rarely discussed. Why are so many people so desperate in the first place to leave their homes and countries behind? For an uncertain future. It's because America's great. America. Well, maybe there's more to it. So the post reads, the answer is uncomfortable. Why is it uncomfortable? Why did he say that? Why, why does this post say that? The answer is uncomfortable. In large part, it is U.S. policies that create desperate conditions south of the border. I don't think... The answer is uncomfortable just because of this short answer, if you know what I mean. I think this really hints at the deeper issues. The answer is uncomfortable. In large part, it is U.S. policies that create desperate conditions south of the border. But is it U.S. policies or is it, as Ralph McGahey put it, the president's foreign policy advisors? Wink, wink. Who, who might they be? Council on Foreign Relations, Trilateral Commission, etc., etc. The war on drugs is one. U.S.-funded dictators, juntas, paramilitaries, and death squads. Neoliberal extraction of resources. Unpaid debts. It is inhumane and hypocritical to deny immigration while creating the conditions that drive immigration. And then... He, uh, well, the post reads, as president, I will change these policies. That's the only long-term solution to the border crisis. That's interesting. And again, this hints at the deeper issues. There is that, what is it? There is the, uh, the immigration uh, animation. What is that uh, site? I forget. <clears throat> and it's you know it's interesting who keeps track of this kind of stuff the what what is that let me see if i can find that real fast you know the animation of immigration over the course of american history i think Why can't I find that? And there have been lots of interesting uh, things have been published over the years. One of the most interesting, uh, I think this is it. It was the Metrocosm thing, wasn't it? Is it still there or is it gone? Looks like it's gone. Here's everyone who's immigrated to the U.S. since 1820. I think that's the one that I'm thinking of. It was over at Metrocosm. It looks like it's gone now. Um, Alex Norasta wrote that piece back in 2016 that I mentioned, Terrorism and Immigration, a Risk Analysis, that tells us a very different story than what we're, you know, what we're told. I mean, it's like the 9-11 story, you know, 19 hijackers armed with boxers. Weren't they, weren't they? Weren't they all Saudis? Weren't they 15 of 19 are acknowledged Saudis? If we're going to go with the official narrative, then there was the Israeli stuff. Carl Cameron did a fantastic piece on Israeli spying. He did a three-part series that was supposed to be 12 that vanished in two weeks. Why is that? Why can't we talk about these things? While, you know, Meanwhile, over the last 20 years, a Saudi billionaire connected to, you know, kind of like a a Khashoggi type guy, you know, a Bond supervillain arms trafficker type guy 
gives Yale ten million dollars for for uh, Islamic studies, which is turning out Wahhabi radicals, kind of like Yale is turning out Marxist radicals. Remember, we played the clip last. Speaking of the last live broadcast, we played that clip last week. And speaking of the crazy stuff that's happened in Chicago, David Webb on uh, Fox News talking about. Uh, Brandon Johnson's Chicago and who and what Brandon Johnson is a radical you know Barack Obama type community organizer Olinsky you know radical the red shirts that's fun This all hints at uh, the deeper issues, and we are not familiar. Uh, let me see if I can – where is that map? I wonder if I can find that somewhere else. It was some, It was posted around the web. A, is this it? Is it still here? Or did it just go away everywhere? Here's everyone who's immigrated to the U.S. since 1820. There was a shift. The point that I'm getting at, yeah, it's not it's not there either. I'm sure it's it's somewhere. I'm sure it's been reposted many times. So you search here's everyone who's immigrated to the U.S. since 1820, and it comes up in a number of places, but they all seem to have disappeared. Well, there's a YouTube there are YouTube videos of the of the animation, so it hasn't disappeared entirely. Anyway. The point I'm getting at is this hints at the shift, you know, primarily in the Immigration and Nationality Act of 1965, also known as the Hart-Seller Act, um, that transformed immigration. And now what are we getting? We're getting the poor, desperate people that um, just lend themselves to Marxism. And it's not a coincidence or an accident. Anyway, without getting into that, I think maybe it's a good time to talk about this, why the worst get on top thing. Maybe we'll just go from Hayek's Road to Serfdom itself on Star Wars Day. <laughs> just Star Wars Day. What a joke. Ridiculous. Uh... What was the – yeah, I don't – and you see you see uh, reference in the, in the map as posted all over people referencing – like this post, the following videographic from Max Galka's Metrocosm shows the origins of America's lawful immigration since 1820. Max Galka notes from 1820 to 2013, 79 million people obtained lawful – permanent resident status in the United States, the interactive map below visualizes all of them based on their prior country of residence. The brightness of a country corresponds to its total immigration to the U.S. at the given time. It's an interesting shift. And uh, his note continues... Through most of the 1800s, immigration came predominantly from Western Europe, Ireland, Germany, and the UK. Toward the end of the century, countries further east in Europe, Italy, Russia, Hungary, it took over uh, as the largest source of immigration. Beginning in the early 1900s, most immigrants arrived from the Americas, Canada, and Mexico. And in the last few decades have uh, seen a rise in immigration from Asia. So... Interesting. You know, you, you kind of start to think of the – well, I think the best way to contextualize the point that I'm making, I always think of Jefferson's remarks um, as a companion and um, – <clears throat> so Jefferson said um, – 
the way he put it, shall we refuse the unhappy fugitives? No, of course not. But but in notes notes on Virginia, um, what did he say about allowing them in? He said uh, rapid population growth is uh, dangerous. Is it founded in good policy? He said they will bring with them the principles of the governments they leave imbibed in their early youth. Or if able to throw them off, it will be in exchange for an unbounded licentiousness passing as is usual from one extreme to the other. It would be a miracle were they to stop precisely at the point of temperate liberty. That happens. There are, there are the miraculous cases, but far more often... In the majority of cases, it's the it's the uh, former. Stick around; we'll be right back. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our southern merchandise from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com where you can meet all of your southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. Einstein once said, future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach or a favorite song from the past or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To read more about this amazing breakthrough and to order your Terahertz frequency want, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. Which will conclusively prove George Soros' role in orchestrating the pandemic. But first, dear patriots... The truth train has brought us a conspiracy in our own backyard. Now, you may think you know the story. Now, it's like I always say, there's a whole lot of bullshit out there. So I'd like to give Soros, Pelosi, the Zionists, the Mexicans, the Snowflakes, and Stay strong, truth tellers. Stay strong. You're listening to RBN in defense of the Republic.
Welcome back. Final segment of the first hour. So to finish that thought, listen, this is what Jeff- Jefferson said about immigration. Let's just sort of wrap this up in conjunction with Bobby Kennedy Jr.'s remarks. So Jefferson said his rapid pop in uh, notes on Virginia is rapid population growth uh, by as great importations of, of foreigners as possible founded in good policy. Maybe not so much. They will bring with them the principles of the governments they leave imbibed in their early youth. And like Vivek Ramaswamy has said, you know, your first act can't be an illegal one. That just sets the tone for not good things. Uh, speaks to a more recent uh, post on Twitter by Bobby Kennedy Jr.'s account. They will bring with them the principles of the government they leave imbibed in their early youth Or if able to throw them off, it will be in exchange for an unbounded licentiousness passing as as is usual from one extreme to another. It would be a miracle were they to stop precisely at the point of temperate liberty. These principles with their language they will transmit to their children. In proportion to their number, they will share with us the legislation. We've seen that with uh, refugees that have come from all kinds of uh, places only to infect uh, places like Montana, and I do mean infect. So there was the story recently of, um, speaking of people who are confused, Democracy Now! published the, the story on April 28, 2023. Zoe Zephyr, Montana, is that your Christian name? Zoe Zephyr, man dressed like a woman? Confused person. So is that for Montana's first trans lawmaker? It used to be transvestites, which is uh, it's it's an it's obviously a pejorative, a very derisive term, I would say. Now transgender. Oh, you you may be a, a woman trapped in a man's body, and like ladies have been saying, you will never be a woman. You know, Megan Kelly got a little excited about it, but you know, you will never be, sir. You will never be a woman. You are not a woman. Anyway, Zoe Zephyr, Montana's first trans lawmaker, speaks out after being banned and silenced by Republicans. Yeah, this kind of stuff has no business in government, period. Because what you don't understand, even if we should be whatever, uh, this kind of the... um, the heavy-handedness is, again, exactly what Hayek writes in uh, The Road to Serfdom. This is all about the planned society, and it has nothing to do with people like this confused person who shouldn't be in politics. It's much, much bigger than that. So I think today we'll do it. I'll get to it in the second hour. And if you really think about what's going on, In a political context, uh, just about everything in America stems from this sort of Nietzschean will-to-power mindset that Hayek talks about in The Road to to, uh, Surf from Chapter 10. Second hour coming up. Stick around. We'll be right back after this short break. Standing six foot four, weighing 245 pounds of crime-fighting, political science, analyzing brawn. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery. So, Mike, get off this anti-cicada agenda. I'm a born-again traditional Christian, and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver. I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Cool it with the anti-Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the republic because we're still here i'm not taking the vaccine you bill gates there was a way forward still on january 6th what needed to be done is to object to every single state the covid 19 virus was the setup the vaccine could very well be a bioweapon the patrick and jeremy show Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. 
You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth.